today we are going to be talking about capitalism and the effects it has on the world and general stuff about capitalism. Capitalism, described by us, is it's a human economic system that allows for opportunity of success. And it allows for that, but then at the same time, it's also more like unfair than some other systems because more people will obviously have more since they're born into it. And then other people will have less because they're born into it. It's a system of inequality. And I'm quoting that from when we did or one of our stations and we were listening to the podcast by that lady and it is a system of inequality it it, it allows for opportunity of success but it's just opportunity and that's to say the least yeah well opportunity it allows you to have the opportunity but it's also about who you know and how you get how you get there to get up there so if you don't know the right people you're not going to get up and be famous. But if you don't know all the right people and you get on American Idol just because your mom says, oh, I know this person, and you become famous because you are on American Idol because your mom knew that person, and I don't know anyone, and I don't get on American Idol, but I try out, then it's you succeeding because you know people and I don't. The next thing we're talking about is the four factors of production and how companies need them. And then it's the question of who has the power because the four production, the four factors are land, labor, and capital. And capital is two different things. Capital is the money if you're the consumer because the businesses want your money. But then it's the product if you're the maker of the product. I don't know what you would call the company. Them, the company. You need land because without land, you wouldn't have a spot for them to be put. Places like Walmart and Target and McDonald's and Burger King needs needs places to be built so that they can sell their product, and they need pretty good places, which is why they'll pay money for good places and put them next to competitors, so you don't choose the competitors over them. And then you need labor. You need people to work for them to make their product. People that serve food need cooks to cook the food and make the food. People at Walmart don't need don't need to be don't need to make stuff, but they need to make sure stuff is out so people will buy the stuff that is already made and sold to Walmart so they make money. Then the question is who has the power off of that? Because technically the consumers would have land and labor and capital because they have and part of capital because they have the money. So technically I suggest this uh, the consumers have the most power out of out of either of those if it's the company or the consumer because without the consumer the company wouldn't exist. Without the consumer you wouldn't say hey I need X, I need a PlayStation 5, I need an Xbox Series X, I need a book, I need soy sauce from Walmart. And then you compete with them, and the consumers compete with that and say, okay, this company is going to make this, but we can make it for less, so we have the power to get them to buy our product, because we're going to make it with lesser ingredients, but for a dollar, instead of me buying the Kiko Man soy sauce for two or three dollars. 
So it's my suggestion that consumers have the most benefit to this capitalistic society we live in, and they have the most power because they spend the money. Okay. So then we're going to be talking about, well, I touched on it a little before, but who has the power in a capitalist society? But this time we're going to be adding in different people. We're going to add in entrepreneurs, people who, people who basically sell products and make products or make new inventions. They, they don't just go sell hamburgers and say, look at this new hamburger we made just because we added bacon on it. It's a hamburger. It's a better hamburger than the one at McDonald's. They say, oh, people need this. People have a problem with this. People have a problem with couch springs breaking. So we're going to make couches out of metal that doesn't require couch springs. We're going to say, oh, this fridge is extremely loud. So we're going to make a less quiet fridge that runs off of solar energy or something. I don't know. That wouldn't work, but it's it's an idea. No one would buy it, but it's an idea. And then we're also going to add the government into the idea because the government would be part is part of the society no matter how you look at it because they need to regulate everything without the government we would still have child labor laws in the united states for example we would we wouldn't have social security for people to live off of when they're older so they're still a part of the society and not just cast out and then we're still going to have the consumers and then we're still going to also have the companies but the companies now have to compete with entrepreneurs as well. So it's a little more interesting because companies would try maybe and push out some of the entrepreneurs who make a new product that jeopardizes the old products. Because I guarantee you people probably didn't like people who liked fax machines and the companies who produced fax machines probably tried to put down like phones because they didn't want phones to take over fax machines, but then they eventually did. Because phones are actually just useful. Out of those four things, I suggest that the, well, two things have the most power. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're back. We were just interrupted for a second, but that doesn't matter. So, I suggest that the two things that have the most power is the government and the, con- and the consumers. Because the consumers have to go... Are part of the, are part of the society, so they have to go and vote on the laws that are made. So if they don't think, for example, that companies are evil, like if they don't think Amazon's evil for doing what they do in the warehouses, then they're not gonna go vote and say, oh, okay, they can still do whatever. But if someone brings that up and says, hey, we should make a law on this, the government and the consumers really work hand in hand on this area because a lot of the government is made from the consumers and they can really work together to to demonstrate power and make laws for and against um entrepreneurs and their companies it's really entrepreneurs have the least amount of power because there's not that many entrepreneurs there's they're clearly outnumbered and the government has way more power and so are the consumers, and the consumers are the government. Yes. Well, that and entrepreneurs are just trying to make themselves too. But then, if you add like actual, um, actual businesses in on it, they have they're they're already established. Places like Walmart are already established. 
that they can go pay someone off to go say, hey, we shouldn't, like, we don't need this lot. But most people would still go and vote on it because they know they probably do need that law so people aren't being jeopardized by places like Walmart and things like that. All right, let's go on to pros and cons. There are many different pros and cons in capitalism, but usually when it starts, as starting out in a capitalistic society, it's, it's actually pretty good. It's very proful. And in the beginning, everyone is pretty much equal, mm -hmm. and the opportunities to become success are uh, fairly even. But as you go on, there are differences in rich and poor lives, and capitalism becomes hard for the poor. It becomes hard for the oppressed. It becomes hard for many people because of just the families they've grown up in or their place in society and it's as as time goes on in a capitalistic society it, it, you can really see the inequality and inequality and opportunity to become successful yes. and well it's that and then studio. all right there are different economic systems that we could talk about right now there is the command system and that's where everything and everyone is told what to do and how to do it and it's helpful, but it doesn't offer freedom for anything. And then there's the free-for-all where everyone can do pretty much anything they want, but it can get chaotic with greed and power and people taking too much. And then there's the divided system where everyone has their own power in their own different areas. And this can work out pretty well as long as each area or each group gets along and does whatever they do in their own social area and they don't be greedy and take from others or they don't extend their land or power onto anyone else. They just stay within their own region. And these different economic systems can really affect capitalism and a lot of them are happening today and they're affecting capitalism in a weird way like right now in America we are not totally command and we're a sort of mix of yes. a little bit of all three yeah we're what they call socialist yes we're, we're pretty actually we are pretty socialist in America today yes and it helps but it's not completely useful in a lot of scenarios Especially when it comes to to power. I don't know if it's useful because we might have a corrupt... It, it's a corrupt government thing, too, sometimes. Of Yes, we have a good government, but then, like, they can get paid off by big businesses like Amazon so that they can keep doing whatever they're doing. And OPEC. Yeah. Places that... Basically, some of our polit political government people just get voted in by people getting paid off and then saying we should vote these people in because they're good people and they know what they're doing. That's why the billionaire tax didn't take an effect. Yeah. Because what's, uh, 